Experience Milwaukee is presented by Few Spirits, Indeed Brewing, Cost Stereophones, and Transfer Pizzeria Cafe. Their generous support allows us to highlight all aspects of the city of Milwaukee, something we've been doing since 2018. Thanks for listening, and now, on to the show with Milwaukee's very own Black Belt Theater. My name is Ira Koplowitz. I am the owner of Bitter Cube Bitters. And Milwaukee to me is non-pretentious. It is a place where people are welcome. It is a place where we have amazing food and drink. It's a place you can get around easily. It's a place of community for me especially. I have found such great community here. And it's home. I've been here 12 years. I've lived many other places, but Milwaukee is home. Uh, so okay, can we talk about what we're drinking now? Now that you've heard yeah, some clinking, yeah. Uh, Ira, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Um, I don't same. Know, I don't know if the camp talk will make it in, but it'll it'll <laughs> maybe knows? it'll make it on Patreon. Yeah. But uh, this Extras. is you have an amazing place here. Uh, like I'm, I want, we'll jump into all that stuff. But what are we drinking? So we are drinking a a dry Manhattan. So rather than kind of a traditional Manhattan or an old fashioned, which are both have like inherent sweetness, mm-hmm. we're actually using dry vermouth um, instead of sweet vermouth. And so it plays to the whiskey in a different way. Um, but we are adding a couple of sweetening agents. So there is a, a liqueur, a, sort of a, an aromatic liqueur and a little bit of maple syrup. But as you guys can taste, it's more dry than it is sweet. You're right. But and it's good. I was like, going to say. really good. <laughs> and I'm kind of. Because I've screwed up a dry uh, version of the Manhattan many times. This is amazing. What have you screwed up, Steve? Make, like using Just dry- using accidentally dry vermouth no, instead of the sweet? No, trying to experiment with dry vermouth and whiskey. Yeah, if it's on its own, it's. It, it can be too dry. It can be like you don't mighty. get as much of the whiskey character. So I think this really um, brings all of like the good things about the whiskey. You still get that, that, that kind of dry herbaceousness from the vermouth, but then there's some like inherent sweetness. Yeah. There's also a cool ingredient in here. We are working on a, a new aromatic bitters called Bar Bitters, Bold Aromatic Radiant. Oh, uh-huh. see that? I get love that? It. I love it. Uh, so there's an experimental um, batch of those bitters in this cocktail as well. So you're getting kind of the prequel to Whoa. hopefully what we launch a little bit later this year. Is well, this going to... I go have ahead, go ahead. zero experience <laughs> with bitters, but it being BAR as the acronym, is that very important to have in your bar as like... A starter pack like if you need this do this one first kind of thing yeah it is a it's aromatic they're aromatic bitters so they'd be like this they would be the starter bitters to have at the bar um and the idea being like ever you know home bar or bar bar yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, everyone has a bar or a bar cart you know or a, I, I just we just sort of love that acronym so 
we're getting, we're kind of running with it, but yeah, they're aromatic bitters. They're, they're, they're kind of classic in their build. Um, and yeah, hopefully we'll get them approved by the federal government here in the next month or two. Well, they don't have anything else going on. They're approved by us. So we'll give them a link to the podcast approved. That's, that was a very selfish question because I have one set of bitters at my house, you at my to, home. You have bar. the Angostura, right? Yep. Yeah. Like, and, like most people. Right. If they buy bitters, that's it. And yep. I, I always wondered why I only have Angostura bitters and why I know that name so well. And I'm like, oh, I guess because everything else is a little bit more specific. Specific or? Different flavors, different or how would hints. you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that Angostura are, they're the, the stalwart of a, this, of this category. They are the, yeah. the, the godfather of this category and a, a company that, you know, we respect and, and really appreciate what they've given to bitters makers around the world. Um, and it's, it's an interesting thing when you, th- when you think about cooking food, you have a spice rack and you have you know, dozens of, well, maybe not everyone, but at least some people. My wife people, does. I do. My too. wife does. Yeah, yeah. I'm dozens telling you, of spices. She had to buy a label maker just to keep yeah, track just to of keep them. Wow. Yeah. Or at least three or four or five or six different spices. Um, and so it, it, it's interesting when it comes to cocktails, people don't think about it the same way. They think, okay, well, I've got the ingredients and that's it. But bitters are the spice rack for your bar card. Absolutely. Oh. And so, headline. you know, Angostura, they're the most classic of aromatic bitters. Um, they have orange bitters. They just actually released a chocolate bitters. You know, they've got some other stuff too. So, um, yeah, bitters are, I think people think of bitters when they initially think of them as just as Angostura, but really Angostura is a, is a brand of now of multiple bitters. Um, and yeah, one that we would all, you know, we certainly would strive to, to, to know, yeah. To, yeah. To, to, to grow into. Okay. So good. That was good for my feeble, your knowledge. Yeah, of you better leave with He's, some, though. Yeah, we so oh, you have another. Uh huh. We are. That was that was the other uh, part of this episode. You did not want to like, know I'm what's totally going to buy some. This episode, yeah. <laughs> um, so let's take a step back and think, uh, talk about the journey here. So, like, how does uh, how does one start making things that becomes bitters and and what inspired you to start this company and and the journey here. It starts when I, I got a job at a, a cocktail bar. I was living in Chicago at the time. This is now third. Well, no, longer than that. Jeez, 14. Yeah, I hate when that happens. I do too. You're like, I oh no, it's longer. Happens. Yeah, uh, I'm like, oh, that was like five years ago. Uh, no, Smashing more Pumpkins than a decade. album did not come out. Yeah, it yes. did not. Yeah. It did not. In fact, uh, if you were born uh, and the year that your birth year starts with is a one, you you can buy alcohol. <laughs> I know. No, they don't even have to look at your ID anymore because they just look at the one and go, oh, cool. Yeah, you're old. Settle up, partner. You're in. <laughs> you're in. Oh, man. Uh, so, yeah, some many years ago, 14 <laughs> or so years ago. We digress. I yeah. started working at a, at the time, it was the first cocktail bar in the Midwest. It's a, it's a bar called the Violet Hour and it is an amazing cocktail bar. Everyone should check it out on a trip to Chicago. But, uh, I remember my mentor there. Um, I remember a specific 
moment when he made uh, a cocktail and everything about the cocktail fit perfectly together. It was like one of those aha moments. I had been like traveling a bunch in my 20s. I'd like bartend and travel, bartend and travel. I'd seen 40 countries in my, in my 20s and like just bartend and then travel. Bartend, sell everything, travel, repeat, <laughs> rinse, repeat kind of thing. And That's amazing. Yeah. I got this job um, because I, I, I had worked for the, the owners previously and but this was a new thing. This, this, this kind of, this like cocktail culture was such at, a, at its infancy at this yeah. point. And so I didn't know anything about it. And I remember tasting this cocktail. It's called the Poor Liza. And it's, it's a really beautiful cocktail. We still make a variation on it. And here? Uh, here, okay. yeah. Um, and and, and I, I still love it. I'll still make it at times. And... I just never forget tasting it for the first time. And it was really when it clicked for me. And I thought this cocktail is so well balanced. It's so perfect in every way. I, I didn't know a cocktail. I didn't know that this could happen, mm -hmm. that I would feel this way yeah. tasting this thing. Single tier. Yeah. And right. It, it changed my life. It literally yeah. did. I, I, I tasted it. And, and as it started, started to settle in, I, I remember distinctively thinking, I hope that I can make a cocktail this good someday. And knowing that I, I wanted to do this the rest of my life. And, and it was like a, it was a weird crazy existential moment and I spent I spent you know literally months and months and months just working on trying to like make great cocktails and like understand why cocktails were great and then the months after that I started working on basic syrups and like trying to make great syrups that would go into the cocktails that I was making and it, and it slowly, slowly started to evolve from like really simple ideas like syrups to tonics to tinctures to bitters to me always felt like the, the, the wild west, this, this frontier that seemed impossible to achieve. At that time, there were very few companies making bitters, right? right? Yeah. You could get Angostura, mm -hmm. you could get Peychaud's and I think Regan's maybe around that time was around, but you know, this is 2007. There just wasn't a lot of like options. There also weren't a lot of resources. You're not talking about today. There's, there's a hundred cocktail books come out mm -hmm. a month, maybe, maybe not a month, but there are thousands of cocktail everywhere books look. everywhere you look yep. resources. Then it wasn't, wasn't quite so much. So there was a lot of research involved, a lot of like you know, education and a lot of excitement. So I was able to sort of uh, flex a lot of different muscles. Um, and I don't know, it was, I think, Boulevard, which is in our lineup um, now, was which like. Which is the, amazing. Which, <laughs> you do like that one. You've I said it. it. I love <laughs> it. A couple he times. Did, yeah. I like that. He won't it, shut up about it. It in well, all right, I'll let you go because I will go off on the, I like yeah. this tangent. Because I, I, I do put it, I sip it, I like taste it. I want to I know what is going to go into the drink. And the only, like, I was like, all right, these guys have perfected this. They'll never, ever achieve anything greater. And then Trinity came out. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, all right. Okay, wait, this, this one is the never time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, well, it's funny because Boulevard, you know, that was 
the first bitters I set out to make and and it's now in the lineup mm -hmm. and at the time when I when I first made it the idea was like like a modern version of aromatic bitters to go into like a single cocktail that I was working on at one bar that so I was, was working at yeah. for like a few regulars that I really wanted to taste it. Plus all my coworkers. Like that was literally the, the idea, the goal of that bitters and, and it's initial iteration. And you guys, when I, when you guys first got here, we went to the back and I showed you a couple pallets. Yeah. Of Boulevard, Giant uh, palette. <laughs> yeah. of Boulevard Bitters, we have a, an, a standing order right now for 25,000 bottles, which is going to make over 500,000 cocktails of that single variety of bitters. It's so, it blows my mind to think That's that crazy. we've come from that mm -hmm. point where I was working on this for like, excited about these bitters to make them for like a handful of people to taste them in cocktails. And now we get to ship them. And now they're on pallets. Yeah. Now they're on pallets. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I think I sort of answered your question. I don't know. Did, you did. I, right on, right on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and how, I mean, how, what's been the experience of seeing that evolution? Like you, you know, from that one isolated little place to now people like Adam and me coming in and saying, Hey, we love your stuff. Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Like I, I, I still get. I still, to this day, you know, 11 years into Bitter Cube, I still, to this day, get, like, chills when someone sends me a photo mm -hmm. of, like, our bitters at a Whole Foods in Salt Somewhere. Lake City yeah. Yeah. or whatever, you know? <laughs> in the wild. Yeah. In the wild. And it, it happens now. It happens regularly because, you know, we distribute the bitters in more than 25 states and we've, we've grown to become like a, a nationally respected company, but I still get that same, same feeling to this day. And I think that, that, um, excitement, that level of like excitement has, it has continued to like grow the whole time or has continued since we started bitter cube. And so, it's been a wild ride. It's been a, a crazy experience mm -hmm. to, to grow it from one gallon jars. You know, 12 years ago, we were making the bitters in one gallon jars. Um, to today, we're producing more than a thousand gallons of bitters a month. Man. And I don't know. I think I think it's all. It's also like the hustle of of the service industry like is ingrained in me. I think having like worked in in bars and restaurants, I just learned how to like think on you know think on my toes and 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 pivot and 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 change what we were doing and learn new things constantly there's no you know formal education when you're when you're a server or a bar back or a manager mm -hmm. or any of these things in a restaurant which i did a lot of jobs in restaurants and so i think what when we when we transitioned from working in bars to like owning company i didn't know i didn't Took know what a i didn't know what a purchase order was or an invoice was shit. i didn't, yeah, I didn't you don't know i oh. didn't know much about much other than i had it we had an idea i had this concept and and it felt like it was right and we just learned it as we went but like that that like sheer excitement about what we were doing was always like a driving force behind 
how do we get from point A to point B? And it was always like a learning curve. And I still feel like that's not over. I'm still learning new things every day. I can't imagine. I mean, there's got to be an infinite amount of things to learn when you open oh up your God. own business. Um, I think but businesses I, are hard enough, and then you add yes. like alcohol to the mix. You know, like <laughs> and then you add of the, selling alcohol, the temptation, yeah, right. In, in the alcohol industry, I mean, there's just so much more, uh, so many more rules to follow, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, or, a lot. So, or making stuff people will consume. Yeah, and want to. That scares me. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I know <laughs> the whole B two C thing. I do have a, a wild card question. Oh, um, in your in all your travels. Was there ever a drink, cocktail, beer, anything <laughs> that met the level of excitement that you got from drinking your, your very first amazing cocktail? Or anything that was just you maybe your favorite? Besides the stuff you guys are making today. Because this is like a perfect... It is perfect, yeah. Well, it's, it's not for me to... Like, I couldn't say we've matched that... Because it's an experience. It was an experience for me more yeah. than it was a cocktail. Mm-hmm. So I think we've made cocktails that are as good. I I didn't make them for a few months, right? I spent time perfecting what you know what my concept of what a great cocktail was. So yeah, I think we've made like cocktails that are that good. But I I think cocktails are like a shared experience, like a yeah. shared experience. They're like a communal experience and an experience Agreed. that someone has on their own, like I did with that cocktail. And I think we've provided some like pretty amazing, um, both cocktails and bitters that people have used in cocktails that have been that that like transformational for sure. What? 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 We should probably go through the product line. Well, I was gonna ask him like, what's new? Like, what's no? Let's go through like the hierarchy of the product line, so yeah. people can get an idea of what they can purchase at Bitter Cube. Well, and then we'll then let's talk about what's new and sexy. I think this. I agree. I like what you're. I like what you're thinking, Adam. Um, we like to strategize uh, live. No, that's cool. <laughs> Here is the thing. So Adam is is um, a self-proclaimed like kind of newbie to the to big time to, to bitters, uh, bitters, but like maybe like cocktail making, right? And like yeah, like, like more uh, Manhattan's are tough for me at this right? point. Yeah, yeah. So um, and it and it ranges from Adam to me, where like I love to just buy stuff and experiment but how would you describe the product lineup overall like high level and or like if someone's thinking about just trying to take their first step with bitter cube what would you how would you advise them bitters are the spice rack of the home bar of any bar Mm -hmm. but bitters are the spice rack so think about bitters in that way they're in the first cocktail literally the first cocktail which was, a, we would call it an old-fashioned today, not mm-hmm. a Wisconsin old-fashioned, but a right. classic old-fashioned, was called a cocktail originally in 1806. A cocktail was defined as spirit, sugar, water, and bitters. Mm-hmm. Literally, a cocktail was defined as those four ingredients. So bitters are in the oldest cocktail. Over time, the, the word cocktail started to be used as a term to explain other drinks, right? Now we use it completely as a yeah, as a whole like, as yeah, anything. Like if you put if you yeah. put Coke and some rum and Coke, right? ice yeah. and rum in there, that's a cocktail. Or that's a cocktail. Uh, lazy teeny. My lazy teeny, lazy, which is just 
ice vodka and a couple olives. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get you. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna, we we're need, gonna we train you up. It's a lazy teeny for a reason. That's all right. Remember, remember, Ira. It's a simple palette. <laughs> it's it's the mission of the podcast. It's not to bring new experiences to the city and people that love Milwaukee. It's to help Adam. Yeah, it's really just yeah. I'm on a journey here, guys. Yeah, this is I want to be Adam's better. Yeah, yeah, we got to get you yeah. on that journey. That lazy teeny is going to go away. But <laughs> all right, so to go back, I'll go back a little bit to bitters. So bitters are a foundational component of cocktails, right? Mm-hmm. Spirit, sugar, water, and bitters. Um, in the original cocktail, but bitters are, bitters are liquid spice. And so I think, you know, people think about bitters, they like maybe buy a, buy a couple bottles and then they're like sits on the shelf and they go, what the hell do we do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think about them as liquid spice. So put them in your cocktails, put them in your highballs, put them in your beer. When your wine goes bad, add a little sugar, add some bitters, make sangria. Totally fine. Add bitters to your vinaigrettes. Add bitters to your brownies. Add vi- bitters to your to your steak marinades. Mind like, blown. Yep. They yeah. are liquid spice. So just yeah. use them, uh, and you'll it'll it will it will transform and revolutionize how you you cook with bitters, how you think about bitters, because they just become a part of your arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't need to get into like all of our specific varieties of bitters we have citrus bitters we have aromatic bitters we have spicy bitters go to the website and check them out um but all but where i'm at is like people just need to know about them because they're liquid spice like they are the they are an awesome way to like further what you're doing from a from a culinary and 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 libation standpoint i know i had uh i had what i thought was your entire lineup and then, <laughs> and then we show up here, and you're like, no, "Uh, you're, no, you I were went, a kid in the, the candy website. store." I went to oh, the okay. website, and I'm like, "Damn it, there's there's more." <laughs> so I ordered some, and um, I I love that. So I've had them for a while, right? I, some I use uh, faster than others, but I will dab, put a dab on my finger, and taste it, and go, "What would go well with that? What might I uh, want to mix with that?" purely from a spirit standpoint. But uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm super excited about what you're doing now with the subscription service. And like you're basically giving everyone a blueprint to make a great cocktail. Yeah, we, you know, with the, the, the year being, the, la- the COVID year being what it was, it, it just sort of made sense to look at how do we how do we get people more ingredients? How do we get them on making cocktails at home? More people are making cocktails at home. Yes. Like that's like, that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Like everyone has sensed that is seeing that if you can't go to your, you know, your favorite restaurant or bar, there's been so much, uh, peaked interest on, making on your making your own stuff or yeah. just finding new cool things, whether it's mm-hmm. like, a cool spirit from a local distillery, whether it's a wine, wines that you've never tasted other than a, than in a restaurant, there's cool collaborations happening across so many different types of organizations. But we, yeah, we felt like a subscription service, a monthly subscription would allow people to get a little window into like some of the experimental stuff that we're doing. So like 
maybe some experimental bitters end up in the kits or uh, a, a, just a product that we're working on that like you some just of never know you never know some <laughs> some fans might be interested in uh, also we're doing collaborations with bars all the time on on bitters blends so including those in the in the kits for people to be able to taste like oh well you know this bar in Tacoma Washington like came up with this blend for their tiki bar oh, now you guys yeah. are going to get an ounce of it now you, you guys got to check it out yeah. things like that oh, but also like what, what you were talking about which is like well where do we get these syrups how do i get some of That's these been like the missing component yeah and i saw the email and it's like hey we've made it really simple now for you to have some fun and i thought it's the syrup i've been missing mm-hmm. uh well besides the knowledge <laughs> um, uh, also, that I've I've tried so many different things, and I've tried to like, I think in my own way make some syrups or make some different flavors that can go into the cocktail, but it's just not been very successful. So I need some help to inspire me. And, and it, I, it, it, well, it may be also like okay, at some point maybe you make a syrup and that's cool, but also, isn't it nice to just be like okay, we got the syrup of the month. Now we're gonna make some of these cocktails, which nuts. might inspire some other. Yep exploration later in the month like it's it's just kind of a cool way to kind of remind remind yourself of like oh yeah we i do need to to think more about what the hell's going into my cocktails yeah i think there's a so for me there's an element also of um when like friends like adam come over to um impress them like i i in in this way so far, you've not done that at all. Sorry. Uh, make a Rita. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I'm kidding. Um, He's done I'm it every time. Kidding. Every time. Uh, every time. Yeah. Uh, you want, maybe not, maybe impress isn't the right word, but like, I you want to show people cool stuff. It's like music. It's like, yeah. It's like when everyone's cool into music and you're like, hey, have you heard Spreads of this band? I haven't heard of that band. Oh, well, let me show you. It's like, how do I bring something new to people who are drinking the gin and tonic or the your lazy teeny stuff, <laughs> you know, and say, try this. I know you like this, but try this thing. I think impress is, is a, is a word that we like people try to sh- shy away from cause it sounds like pretentious or yeah, whatever, yeah, 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 I guess. Right. But like, yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't mean that if, if like, if like what you're impressing them with is cool and delicious. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, you want to do cool and, and stuff. And I'm, and I'm like, not trying to show them up. Yeah. I'm just trying to say like, hey, I know this thing. You should know it too. Yeah. yeah. And it's if cool. you do, then some give me some of your knowledge. Yeah, and if right. you don't, then right. like next time you will. Yep. No, I think it's like shared experiences between people is like one of the reasons why we do what we do. And we think like, Elevated drinking experiences are awesome mm-hmm. because people get to share what they've learned and like the cool things that they're doing in a way that other people can experience them and then take them and run with them. I, I don't know. I think, isn't that the hierarchy of like why restaurants are restaurants? Like <laughs> the best so. restaurants, like you go there so you can be impressed. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely. part of the thing. That's very true. That's why we go to Steve's house. And, and, and why you I go, go there. To, yes. I go there to be impressed. What's yeah. new? Yeah. What's new? There's a dude. There's always and, something new. And I buy the things I buy for the bar so that you're right. It's not like, so like I have 30 bottles of whiskey and it's not because, well, maybe it depends on who you ask. Not because I have a whiskey drinking problem. 
Well, but I, I just can't wait for people to come over and try the new stuff or try something different or try this thing that like I love and then they love it and we love it together. And then we just have a great conversation and, you know, yeah, it's about people. Yeah. I mean, you are, you're the best customer ever. <laughs> I'm telling you, I love this stuff. I love well, this stuff. we, we did like a, like a kind of customer analysis sort of like marketing thing, but it's cool. It's not just like cheesy thing. Yeah. We're just trying to like analyze and figure sure. out like who are our customers? What do they look like? And like, how do we interact with them? And what you're talking about is like one of the archetypes that we yeah. came to. And it's like, it's kind of giving me goosebumps. I What's the it. archetype called? <laughs> I can't. Uh, is it like bozo? <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. called the Steve weirdo. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's it's the. It's the, like the, it's like home. The, I would say which, like home aficionado it. kind of home. Like I just I just want to know more. I think I think I do remember what it's called. Yeah, it's, it's, it's called the curious casual. Curious. Yes, the curious. Always casuals. learning. Yeah. Gotta yeah, be curious. Like someone that's gotta be curious. Like casually in the game, but very curious, which means that they really want to show it to their friends and like. That Whoa. is, that is like, I'm like that. I'm totally like that. I am you know, too. not in this field because I'm not a casual, <laughs> but when it comes to like cooking and, yeah. and music, I am that. And like, I want to be, I want to always be curious about that. I, yes. I am that person. So, like, yeah, it's cool to hear, like, you know, you're that, I, you're that yeah. person. You're the, hey, I, you're, hey the you're who we did casual. marketing research on. <laughs> I have uh, a, at least a dozen different bidders at home. There you go. Yeah. And some I love, some I super love. And on the opposite some end I, of the some spectrum, I sort of like and I'm one. Yeah, soon to be more. Soon to be more. Soon to be more. I am. There will be a purchase happening tonight, and I am going to get out of my comfort Adam, zone of gonna, lazy teeny. It's going to be like a shopping spree. Like pull your shopping cart up, and we just start dumping stuff. <laughs> just, and think about just it later. Hand, just hook think hand about it later. So, um, what's what's I've got just got a couple more questions, oh, yeah. and and then we're gonna go get Chavachi. and then we're gonna go buy a bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, all right, rapid fire. Expansion. One word answers, or maybe like two or three, or a whole paragraph, or whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, your what's your favorite bitter cube right now? Chipotle cacao. I'm. That's what I'm getting today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But can I say why? Yeah. yeah please yeah, yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which uh, uh, and I'll be, let me also pre-preface that by I never answer that question because people ask me it and I always say they're all my babies and I love yeah. them all yeah. for different reasons. All we appreciate that. I actually gave early. you the first time I've ever given that response yes. where I said a specific thing and I'm here's have the breaking news. <laughs> you know what? It was it was great. No, right, Steve, it was great right because now. you said right now. Yeah, right now. Right now. Yeah. Not not of all time well, whatever. So just right quickly now. why we we've been so Chipotle Cacao, I think it um get pigeonholed into like tequila drinks and mezcal drinks and spicy drinks because of, of what's in the bitters. But we recently have been using Dutch Chipotle cacao with, um, bourbon and rye. And yes, the spice is a little weird. Like the, ch the chili peppers are, are a little weird, but there's cacao nibs. So there's like cocoa and coffee flavor. Okay. And both of those things are like so great as mm -hmm. like a pair with whiskey. And so the spice just becomes this, this like contradictory flavor or perpendicular flavor that works nicely 
um, alongside of these like beautiful flavors that run in parallel. And like, it's something that Man. we didn't even really think about bef- like when we first started using them, but I think it's like a crazy way to use it. And it's just been fun to play around with. When I walked in I, and I looked at it, I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I buy you? Before? <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. So this is the most important question. But before we get to that, what's the most common question you get asked? It's a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> back to you in the studio. Yeah, back to you. What's the, what's the most common question you get asked here at Bitter Cube? What are bitters? That's the most common question? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Which I think I kind of get. I mean, you guys, we, 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 we touched on it. basically covered it. Yeah. I get, you know, what's your favorite... Mm-hmm. of the bitters as well sure sometimes but i yeah. think what are bitters? so this is the most important question okay. and now we're back to the most important question it's part of a quest to make the most amazing cocktail experience party gathering friends thing all right so paul haletko is uh, uh at few spirits is a sponsor of the podcast great guy he, he's a great guy yes we, we run in the same circles. Good. Yep. I'm glad. You're, He's good you're, people. This is yeah. all lining up perfectly. Yes, it is. To your question. To my I, question. We, we have invited Paul, well, I have, to my house with Adam to play pool and have some, enjoy some, whatever we enjoy. Would you consider joining us if we ever did that? 100%. Yes. Are you I'm good in. at pool? I am not great. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Steve so, is, Steve is, Steve is dominate. totally no. setting this Actually, up. Actually, my He's 12 like, year old I, will come and beat he, us all. So, he yeah. just like finds people like, Hey, are you any good at pool? Oh, good. You're not great. Come over to my house <laughs> and let's play. My, I don't even ask anything else. No, he knows we, he knows Paul and I, <laughs> I suck mean, at I pool. I figured if you have a pool table, you must be good. <laughs> right, you didn't right. necessarily He's just going to run the table and be like, Oh, you guys suck. I have other stuff in my house. I'm not. Very good at <laughs> so. pool table seems well. I don't know, maybe not. That's yeah. I feel but like totally you have a game. pool table. Right, cool. yeah. It'd be fun. Over, I think. Right? Yeah, I have a few people pool. and um, we'll and make some, uh, we'll make some few spirits. make some yeah, yeah. make some cocktails. Yeah, yeah. That, you know. All right, celebrity style. Okay, so how do people keep up? Where do they follow? Uh, yeah, know, like how can they subscribe to the new stuff you have coming out every month? Yeah, so uh, I guess there'd be like threefold just bittercube.com you can buy the bitters Mm -hmm. Um, you can find them in liquor stores too around town um, so that's cool if you want to subscribe to the the membership the monthly membership you go to table22.com slash bittercube or backslash is it backslash i think it's just slash slash slash. Slash. i don't know what slash direction they go bittercube uh and then d- just check us out on Instagram. That's where we usually do most of the like stories and like keep up with kind of what we're doing, like Bittercube on Instagram. And we also have Bittercube Bizarre on Instagram, which is more of our like take home and type thing. If you want to like buy the bitters and pick them up or buy Bittercube swag. Um, we also have spirits and liqueurs and cocktail books, and actually we have bottled cocktails. So that cocktail yeah. that we had tonight is coming home can, with me. You can <laughs> buy it at the bazaar. So that one is Bittercube Bazaar on Instagram, or just Bittercube on Instagram for more of the bitters things. Okay, but those would be the three places to like find us online and stuff. So okay, cool. Yeah. Well, um, 
keep making the city proud and keep doing this great stuff you're doing and um spread some knowledge spread some knowledge yeah. i mean uh i've learned a lot my personal experience is i you know i usually bought in the store and then uh i ordered online and got an email from you that said thank you and and then i it was it was kind of a it was um probably an email everyone gets when they buy something but I replied back. Yeah, I know. And then, I, I saw that. And then you replied right back to me and said, welcome. You know, welcome to Bittercube, and I hope you enjoy it. So, It's that um, personal touch. Yeah. It's, it's that personal touch. It's that just, I, like, I thought I could love Bittercube. I thought I loved it as much as I could, and then a little bit more. And, and then, then I, to respond yeah, I respond to every yeah. email. Yeah. Every email I get. That's, so that's incredible. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. This has been awesome. Yeah, thanks. Adam? Steve. And now, Milwaukee's own Black Belt Theater. Oh,